0: One. Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast. The Chronicles, Fearless Records, Punk Goes Ellipsis series to answer the age-old question, "Hell yeah" or "Yeah nah," and that's about as much as you're going to get from me. I'm uh, I'm done for the episode because I have a sore arm, so I've uh, I've hired some help.
1: Yep. Uh, we are joined today by friend of the pod and disembodied voice. Uh, Richard S. He.
0: Hello. Um,
1: we are very keen to get Richard back in the studio, by which we mean just being in the same room to record this, but um, baby steps. We're getting there.
0: The next one. Yes. We'll, we'll surely. And I mean, you might want to be on next week's episode. I don't know. We... Oh, wait, what is next week's episode? Well, you'll find out at the end, won't you? Uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you can scroll down to the uh, to the, <laughs> the bottom of the run sheet. We... Yeah.
1: You- Keep our cards close to our chest here at Pungo's Pod HQ. But yes, now with added five G technology,
0: yes, um, I love having like metal stuff magnetized to me now. (laughs) That's (laughs) crazy, magneto.
1: Exactly, it's been great. Everything's more high def. Um, colors are richer. Yeah,
0: Zencaster is sounding better. Exactly. As I, uh, if you don't have me on Instagram, dear listener. I uh, made the joke last night that you can call me Michelle Pfizer Hey. You uh, sure did
1: make that joke.
0: Well, they didn't, though. <laughs> so this week's song is Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, as covered by the Downtown Fiction for Punk Goes Pop 4. But before we get into that, I would just like to say, first off, again, huge, huge, huge thank you to Jono from Dr. Colossus. Yes. You had an absolute blast. Hope you did too. My mum thinks you're cool, so that's something.
1: Uh, yeah, check them out at com. I'm pretty sure it was the correct yep. URL. Um,
0: on Spotify, on Facebook. Pretty, yeah. YouTube. All the
1: usual places. Yeah. Um, no, it was a delightful chat. So. Indeed. Yeah.
0: I also had a bit of a weird experience yesterday while in bed. That's a great way to start it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I had gone to bed early because I have just not been sleeping correctly this week. So I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you had stayed up a little bit longer and I'm watching some YouTube videos to just, you know, bring me back down and calm down a little bit to get to sleep. And, and an ad came on from fearless records and it was a three minute and 43 second video. The entirety of the new Chunk, no Captain Chunk song <laughs> was an ad. Gone are the good days. It's called.
1: I thought you were about to say like, "Gone are the good days of thirty second advertisements."
0: Oh, <laughs> gone! That, that's gone because they do like it's all two two ad segments now. There's those ones where it's like there was that period of time. I don't know if they still do it where it's like, "Hey, don't skip the ad."
2: Yeah. Where
0: they yeah. would say, "Don't skip it." It's like, yeah, no, but I am. I'm gonna. Do you
3: remember what uh, what video the song was preceding? Uh, like oh, that's, what,
0: what that's I was watching. Yeah. What could yeah. you? Uh, I have been getting into devs react to speedruns. Okay. So, uh, de- like game developers reacting to people speedrunning their games. So I've been doing a cool. very slow one of the game Remnant, uh, something about ashes. I can't remember the subtitle. It's just, it's called Remnant. It's basically Dark Souls mm. with guns. Um,
1: because would those ads be, sort of they'd
0: be targeted for me because you, of all of the punk goes pot yeah, yeah i was yeah.
1: thinking that but also like does it have anything to do with what people search for as well it can
0: be both i'm pretty uh, sure you can
3: target uh specific like demographic profiles but also um also yeah
0: specific videos i mean the youtube algorithm would say that at least once a week i watch a, i watch <laughs> i watch one of these covers on youtube
1: like what's up you piece of shit i see that you're watching punk go stuff again. <laughs> Here you go,
0: the problem was is that it's it's basically i don't know what the what's a shot for shot of the video i guess verbatim is the the word that I'm looking for, but it's not the correct word um so it takes about twenty seconds for the song to start right mm. here's a here's just a little freebie from me fearless records. Awesome. just a little tip if you're gonna have it as your ad. Have your regular video had the twenty seconds start with no music, the video that we click on, but have your ad start immediately with the song? Because I get five seconds, and if I see something that I'm not really familiar with, I'm going to skip it, especially if it's three minutes and 43 seconds. Mm. Like if yeah, I if get five seconds to skip it, if I have to wait for five seconds, I'm going to skip it, and I'm not alone.
1: There goes our chance of being sponsored by Fearless Records. No, no.
0: I, as I said, like it's a freebie from me. You just, you just cut that bit off and just start straight away with the song and you, you have people go, Oh, fuck yeah. What's this? Mm. Or, or fans who might have like slipped off a little bit who don't remember and they're like, Oh, fuck yeah. Chunk. Yeah. That's from me. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, I know it's not the, the weirdest thing that, that, that's been done on YouTube. I know that there's like, there was like a, like, people have done, like, hour-long videos that have, like, played as ads, which, fuck that if you can't skip it. Mm. That I've never seen, but I would be impressed. Yeah.
1: This has been Ad Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Nicki Minaj.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. This one is for the boys with the booming system. Top town ACs with the coolest system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got sex on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he real, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He cold, he dope, he might sell coke. He always in the air, but he never fly coke. He a motherfucking drip, drip, tell her the strip, strip. When he make a drip, drip, kiss him on a lip, lip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you'll get slapped if you're looking hoe. I said, Excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, my, 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 you're like Pelican Fly. I mean, you're so shy. And I'm loving your tie. You're like slicker than the guy with the on I. Oh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody, please tell him who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj. I'm that do duh.
0: Who wants to take it? i have happy not. to
3: take it. Perhaps. It's a while. Yeah. All right. Born Onika Tanya Mirage later Petty in 1982, she was born in Trinidad and Tobago. Her mother Carol Mirage later migrated to America, moving to the neighborhood of Southside Jamaica in Queens, New York. minaj lived with her grandmother before her mother was able to migrate to the U.S. Migrate um, to the U.S. I meant to say. Ah yes. Yeah. Hold on, I need to turn my monitor off because it's throwing me off.
0: <laughs> I think I think it was migrate her and her sister to the US.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's better. <laughs> Here we are. All right. Um she initially hopes to become an actress. And actually she went to the high school from fame, like the um Oh shit. The movie Fame, that's also very much like a um
0: a performing arts school, I believe. Yep. how many t- well I guess it, I guess it makes sense and if it's a performing art school I thought it was just a regular high school and I was gonna say how many students find out that it's the school from fame and are like, well, this is it I'm gonna become famous yeah I mean all of them
3: I guess. <laughs> um, apparently she paid the bills during her time as an aspiring actress by waitressing on a red lobster that was fired from the job for being rude to customers. She's admitted to losing about 15 jobs for similar reasons.
1: Honestly, if anyone's worked hospitality, that's completely understandable.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a miracle if you can keep a, a hospo slash retail job for longer than six months.
1: Without wanting to die.
0: Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, during
3: her childhood, Minaj's parents were constantly fighting. During these fights, she would create alter egos as a means of escape. Her first identity was Cookie, which then became Harajuku Barbie and eventually the rapper Nicki Minaj. She also created a male identity, Roman Zolansky, named after Polanski. He's M- Minaj's British twin brother. <laughs> it comes out when she's angry. She said that Roman is the boy that lives inside her, a lunatic, and he's gay.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what was Lady Gaga's?
1: Ah, oh, um,
0: male persona.
1: Shit. It was like
0: very. Uh, it was like very like uh, Queens. I know the one. Italian.
1: Joe someone? Joey. Joe Calderon. That's the one. Yeah, that was sick.
0: 2011
3: (laughs) VMAs. Shout out. Or 12. No, 11. (laughs) Time flies by. But yeah, um, Roman Zolansky uh, famously featured in several Nicki songs. Um, The one Roman Holiday became a meme in the last couple of years. Just because it's like unbelievably theatrical um it's been set to videos of like uh I don't know, like dogs running alongside cars and shit, just manic things. Um <laughs> She actually performed it at the Grammys one year, I think, and everyone was just like, What is happening?
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. I mean that's not the song we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think she did a song with Eminem. Yeah, Roman's in the, Revenge. Yeah. In, yeah, in the Roman persona, and he was in the Slim Shady persona. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very 2010. Yeah. Mm, very. W- would so, you like to take the... Uh, oh, you've written some extra notes, though, Richard, so would you like to take the, <laughs> the, the details about
3: the song? I'll paraphrase myself. So, Super Bass was the fifth single from Minaj's heavily anticipated 2010 debut album, Pink Friday. At the time, she already released several mixtapes. One of them, Beam Me Up Scotty, was very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was considered... She was being marketed as the next big thing in pop, but she just hadn't gotten there yet. Um, so, yeah, she was already a very credible rapper. She had a highly theatrical verse on Kanye's Monster. So um Collabs with Drake and Lil Wayne on his Young Money label. Um and Nikki had already had some pop chart success with the song Your Love, which was a ballad that sampled Annie Lennox. But Superbase was really the song that um, crossed her over into a pop for good and made her a household name. But yep. initially it was actually a bonus track. It's like track 14 out of 13 or something. So, like, if you bought the standard version on iTunes or on CD, like, you wouldn't even necessarily get it.
0: Wow. We've had that
3: a couple of times because...
0: Uh... Disturbia was a bonus, or it was a it reissue, was, I guess. Yeah, reissue yeah. track. It wasn't on the original album. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah.
3: But yeah, so on the album itself, um, it it was kind of uh, received in a mixed way when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people really wanted her to go full on hip hop, um, but she was kind of splitting the difference between poppier tracks and slightly more like street rap tracks. Um, But Super Bass was really the song that managed to do both in one, like convey her personality in the verses, had a great hooky chorus, which she does not sing, by the way. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. um, Actually sung by Esther
0: Dean, one of the songwriters. Oh. Although Nikki sings The Bridge. Who was, uh, she was like in all the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, of course.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So she was, um, she was huge at the time writing for like Rihanna, especially, and Katy Perry's Firework. But um, somehow her voice really blends with Nikki's in a way that's like hard to separate.
1: Yeah.
0: So you've seen Nicki Minaj live. Does she have like a backup singer or someone do the chorus for Super Um, Bates? I think she had a band
3: both times, but it's probably just playback, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the song was very much a success and um, set the scene pretty much for the rest of her career, I would say. Like, being able to be both a pop star and a rapper. Um, with varying levels of success in both, but, you know, not no one can really question it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, Super Bass was, yes, co-written by Nicki Minaj, Esther Dean, and Rowan Hilton, who uh, doesn't seem to have any of the Writing credits, but also raps under the name Firstborn. Nice. Uh, oh, that's interesting because, um, you have Kane beats the producer, but that's not him, apparently.
1: Right.
3: Mm, No, I don't think so. No, that is Daniel Andrew Johnson. Interesting. Hope you got paid well for that beat because that's a hell of a beat.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um... Nicki Minaj has stated that the song is about the boy that you're crushing over and you kind of want to get your Mac on, but you're taking the playful approach. Ooh. <laughs> Cute.
2: <laughs>
3: so the music video was directed by Sana Hamri, who directed The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants 2. Very colourful, lots of, uh I think, like glow-in-the-dark.
1: Like UV lights. Yeah. And the- yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, And the song reached number six on the ARIA charts and in Canada... Number three in New Zealand, the UK, and especially the US, which was a very big deal for her at the time. Because she she was gunning for that spot. And, um, well, it took her a a while to get number one, I think, with
0: Anaconda.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. If I'm
0: correct. Although is Starship's not considered her song?
1: No, it is. I don't know. Oh, very
0: much. Just a couple years later. Yeah. I'm looking up because I did look at the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. I loved
1: that book series and movie series when I was a kid.
0: So there was, it's like, it does have like a who's who of. Yeah, Blake Lively,
1: Amber Tamblin,
0: Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls, America Ferrara from Ugly Betty and Superstore, Mm. Fame. Mm. Uh, Very
1: wholesome but very unrealistic story. Like, even as a teenager. Like, as a fat teenager, I was reading it just like, yeah, that there's no way that a pair of pants could magically fit everyone. All
3: of these people. Wait, that's the premise?
1: Yeah, it's basically like a pair of magical pants where, like, yeah, they each have different body shapes and sizes, but the jeans just magically work for all of them, and so they go to, like, various destinations for, like, summer and then like once they've left high school and that kind of thing but um yeah they like mail the pants to each other and like keep each other up to date on like oh my god i met this boy in rome or while
0: wearing the pants yeah Yeah. like
1: the pants sort of like are imbued with a the power of potential and like
0: Uh. (laughs) and
1: so like i fully like i loved the series but yeah i was just like (laughs) that's ridiculous like
0: Almost as ridiculous as doing a sequel to it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, pants kept
0: traveling. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. They be traveling, but um, yeah, no, don't treat me like an idiot. I know that I won't fit into my friend's pants if I borrowed them.
0: Although I do know that I'll fit into your pants.
1: This is true.
0: Hey, because I, I have done so in the past.
1: Yes, it, get
3: those stretchy jeans from Uniqlo. Not exactly.
1: sponsored. Plenty of give.
0: So what what do people think about the song? Super Bass.
1: Richard, I think you should start because I'm going to be honest and just say I'm largely indifferent to it.
3: Sure. (laughs) Um, I I really like it. I don't remember when I picked up on the song, if you know what I mean, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, so cast your mind back November 22, 2010, um, it was the same week that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. Yeah. By Kanye. So, two very anticipated albums. Went to JB Hi Fi to buy both. They'd sold out of the Kanye album because they didn't know their shit. But, um, brought this one back instead. I was like, oh, it's very long. It's like 17 or 18 tracks deluxe. Yep. And so, um, I enjoyed the album, but already sort of checked out a little bit by the time Superbass came. Right. Yeah. Where it's on the album really doesn't stand out at all. Yeah, I was um, looking
1: at like on Genius, just where it sits on the track listing it's just like interesting. Um but it's better than being a bonus track, I suppose.
3: Yeah. I think I think ultimately it was a song that didn't really play into like the storyline of Nicki Minaj at the time. Yeah. Lyrically. But yeah, for me I just love it. Like it's bubblegum, but to me it hits all the right notes. Um big chorus love the bridge and just the production is so like sparkly and um almost like hyperpop before
0: hyperpop
1: yeah that's a really good Mm. point i haven't thought of that
0: it is you're right it is very sparkly and it's i mean she kind of hit the nail on the head with the persona of harajuku barbie but i mean I'm, I'm i'm speaking as a white male it doesn't feel like she's Necessarily stealing anything from anyone's culture in this mm. song and video. Um, I'm not gonna speak for a, a whole race of people though, but yeah, it's definitely like super colorful. And, and I don't know, I think there's just something very enjoyable about it. It's, it kind of makes me think of like a more modern take on Katrina and the Waves's walking sure. on sunshine like just like that yeah. sort of like very very poppy very bubbly happy song that's like you either you're either annoyed by it or you're either happy listening to it or i guess in emma's case you're just like meh well, yeah like,
1: <laughs> it's not that i hate it or anything it's just i've enjoyed other stuff from her a lot more yep um mm. but in saying that like i can see that this is a clever song but, I don't know, like, give me, um, uh, like, Pound the Alarm, is it? Like, that song yeah. is a bop. Um, yeah. And that is all I have to say.
3: <laughs> I think that second album is definitely where she really started to get just, like, pure pop music.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where she sort of comes into her own, almost. Mm. But, yeah, that's a very limited assessment on my part
0: because i've not really i've not followed her career i mean stuff like when the big songs came out like everybody was talking about anaconda
2: hmm.
0: um did she did she sort of st- did that sort of bubblegum aesthetic stick around for long or was she done with that by the second album very much on the second album
3: um the third in parts i would say the third one was like, I think that's her best album by far, actually. It has um, Feeling Myself with Beyoncé, mm-hmm. um, The Night is Still Young. Uh, but yeah, by there, she'd gotten a little bit... Like, she was still playful, but also a bit more serious. Yeah. It was just her last album, Queen, where... um For me, she kind of jumped the shark. Like, right. On a personal level, for various reasons. Um, but also, like there's nothing musically interesting on the last album at all to me, so. Yeah. When was that? 2018. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's almost like after the Anaconda period, she's had a very strange, like, very, very strange afterlife where, um, you know, she's very respected, like, established. No one can question her success, but it seems to me like a certain amount of, like, professional jealousy around Cardi B's rise in particular really right, yeah. pushed her in an opposing and very defensive direction. So yeah, it's yeah. like now you have her working with Takashi Six Nine and um marrying a
0: guy who is like a convicted sex offender or something. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Yeah, so I did what like fun? looking into that, like I kind of was like, do we talk about this? Or wow. or and like because his his crimes were, I mean, before they got... I think they before they were even... Long before, yeah. Together, because uh, what was it? Like, she knew him from high school or something and then reconnected okay. with him. Ooh. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the nature of his crimes, but I he's... I don't think we need to. No, reality. but he is, a, he is a convicted sex offender. Fuck. Hmm.
1: That's bleak.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it's a bit weird. Because um, she was... was she, was she one of the ones that was highly critical of WAP? No. I don't think she ever name-checked it even.
3: Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: I feel like it's a classic case of, like, just because Cardi exists now as a musician, like, it doesn't mean that one can, or, like, can only exist at the expense of the other. And it's just yeah. a real shame, because there's plenty of room for two.
3: Yeah. And Nikki came up in a in a time when that was still somewhat true i guess yeah like people really manufactured a feud between her and lil kim yeah uh, because she had um like paid tribute to lil kim on a mixtape cover or something or i think she'd probably like rapped over some of her beats but yeah again lil kim and kilman been out of the mainstream for a decade or so so she yeah. saw that as a way to get back up but um yeah like the whole you know female rap thing was mm. such a yeah I know you couldn't just be a rapper. You had to be a female rapper at the time. Yeah. And I guess yeah. Nikki kind of took that head on and um, she benefited in the sense that she was like the only one in the mainstream for five years, but yeah. no longer, you know, everyone is Nikki's children now, in a sense. All yeah. these bitches is my sons, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But like, I just, I see there being more, I don't know, more profit and f- celebrity and fame in like, I don't know, not, you don't even need to work together, but like acknowledgement and saying like, totally, Hey, like, this is cool. Like this is, and like, she, she could be, she could be the, the mother of it all, but she's now like the sort of jealous stepmother. Like she's the sort yeah. of, what's the, what was the fairy tale? The evil stepmother. Well, the, yeah, that's not the fairy tale. What's the fairy tale with the mirror?
1: Snow mirror, White. Snow
0: White. Yes. Yeah. Um she's just sort of like it's just like the jealous one of like oh they're younger than me and like they they they've not been doing this as long as me. It's like I don't know. Totally. Acts a little bit. Cuz it's like
3: it's kind of made a music both less relatable but also less fun and both of those are kind of problems when you put them together. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: But um she did yeah, she re-released um Beam Me Up Scotty that mixtape. On Spotify this year, and that still bangs. Pink Friday even got like a reissue, um, yeah, with like all its that. tracks. Um, yeah, yeah to, Towards the end of last year, and that still is fun. So, who knows, Nicki Minaj?
0: Who does know? I mean, she's still, <laughs> she's still, you know, very prevalent, and relevant. So,
1: is she like a voice, a voice judge, or like a judge on um one of those shows, or am I? hallucinating that i feel mm. like she's wasn't got-
0: she a judge on like american idol with mariah carey and they had beef yes
3: <laughs> you're nice. right so the 12th season in 2013 yeah because they um they'd collaborated on a song in 2009 i think called i Bite my face which was really good uh-huh. and nikki very much looked up to mariah growing up but yeah who knows why that happened or how manufactured that was you know, yeah
0: I guess if there's, yeah, I mean if it looks like there's going to be drama, people are going to watch. So yeah, they could have been they could have been off camera laughing all the way to the bank those two. So yeah, Who's I guess sure? there's there's good drama and bad drama. Yeah, true. But like we will sort of the further we get into this, we will also discuss like I guess other maybe another beef that she has with someone another in the, in the uh, music industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think if if we were to go through all of her issues Jeez. with other people, we'd be here all night. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I do we do we move on?
1: Yeah, why not? Let's mm.
2: keep it humming. To the girls in the polos, entrepreneur with chicks manolos She can bow with the girl, she can solo. But I think I like her better when she dolo And I think I like her better with a better dress on She ain't even gotta try dress on, she just gotta give me that look, when she give me that
1: look, and the pants are coming off, uh, 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 uh. excuse me, you're a hell of a girl, you know I really got a thing for American girls, I mean, sigh, sick in the eye, and I can tell that you're in touch with your feminine side,
2: Uh, yes I did, yes I did, somebody please tell him who we really is, we are, TDF, we mack them chicks up, back coops up, and chuck girl, the you got my heart.
0: So the downtown fiction formed in two thousand and eight from Fairfax, Virginia uh do we want to take a guess as to where Cameron Leahy, the lead singer, met former drummer Eric Jones
1: at the bank high school yes, yes, ding, 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 imagine ding, if ding. they
0: did meet at the bank, that'd be funny <laughs> yeah. hey, Mr. Bank Teller, you look like you could play drums. <laughs> Want to join my band? So I couldn't quite figure this out. The, it said on the Wikipedia page, the Downtown Fiction is inspired by the film Pulp Fiction. I looked it up. I looked up the Downtown Fiction Pulp Fiction. Uh, the Downtown Fiction Pulp Fiction, and it just went back to their Wikipedia to the band's Wikipedia page. Am I missing a quote or something from Pulp Fiction? Not that I can recall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I assume they were just like fiction. That's a word that flows nicely off the tongue. Let's pair that with these other words.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it doesn't, I mean, the downtown fiction doesn't even remotely go close to pulp fiction. But.
3: No. Yeah,
0: maybe they should be called pulp facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More relevant.
1: <laughs> or pulp-free fiction.
0: Yeah. So... They have long been signed to Photo Finish Records, which I I had never heard of before until today, and I realised that that well, I didn't realise I learned that they are roster mates with uh, label mates with three hundred three. Fucking ah. sick three hundred three. With the exclamation! Legends. <laughs> uh, I also i I do like uncovering weird festivals and stuff while uh, researching episodes, and they did, they performed at the 2010 Bamboozle Festival. Okay. Uh, okay. Which saw the likes of All Time Low until they were banned due to an incident involving a security guard and a can of pepper spray. They were also playing mm. at a Six Flags. They were playing a festival at a Six Flags, and All Time Low got banned from there. <laughs> Sounds like an American tradition, honestly.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So other acts to uh, grace the stage of Bamboozle Fest were Third Eye Blind, Good Charlotte, Hanson, and Simple Plan, just to name a few. Also, have people heard the new Bowling for Soup song that features Hanson? No. Yeah, it's a it like, was put up a couple of days ago. I haven't listened to it oh yet, but Lord. they do a song with Hanson. Interesting.
1: What? I know that what they did isn't that bad, but like...
0: Can you... Can you remind me, please? Because I can't remember. It
1: was basically like, I think it was Elon Musk or Jeffrey Bezos, like one of those fucking people. They were like, yeah, we're going to like open up a warehouse or like a manufacturing thing in Tulsa, which is where Hanson are from. Yeah. And they were like, hell yeah, like, sounds sick. And then I think it turned out that um, the baby Hanson had like a Pinterest account where he like shared lots of very... Classic, like white American mm. memes about like guns and stuff like that. Um, so mm.
3: it was a very, yeah. very confusing set of affairs. In, yeah, particularly because they like weren't really public about it, or they might have been in spurts, but you know they weren't putting out like a coherent political ideology or anything. So I guess a lot so. of their yeah, a lot of their devoted fans really pieced it together on Reddit, pretty much. Yeah.
1: And like, I don't know, like t- technically it shouldn't matter because yeah, like they never set out to be a political band, but also I can't say I'm surprised. Mm. <laughs> so like, yeah, like, um,
0: I mean, like, especially if they're from like a red state, like, well, Oklahoma.
1: they, yeah, like they were like wholesome American kids and american teens growing yeah. up like a trio yeah. of brothers in america it's like yeah that makes perfect sense actually
0: white blonde brothers
1: yeah
3: um yeah the oh. fan the fan base was very fair about it in my opinion they yeah, were that's... like not trying to cancel them but
0: they were just like disappointed I yeah think. someone else yeah. we're not mad we're just disappointed yeah yeah which could result in uh, poor album sales for their next album i'm assuming they're
1: Oh, look, going by the track record of lots of people who have shitty politics, they'll be just fine. Anywho. Who knows? So no, to answer your question, I have not.
0: (laughs) 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 Maybe we'll we'll have a listen after the episode that's finished recording.
1: Also, quick question before we talk about the cover. Has anyone done a black flag crossover with six flags, like a t-shirt? Surely they have.
0: I mean, you talk. I'll look.
1: All right. Um, if not, TM, 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 TM. Um, what do we think of this cover? Yes. They have yes done to it? the
3: shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair, but um, I will say that I don't hate this cover. I I don't know mm. if I'd say I love it, but like. I can picture this. God damn it. Actually, that's pretty cute. Um,
0: so it's a it's the Six Flags logo, but there's six bars instead of four for the Black Flag logo. <laughs> for anyone who can't picture it.
1: It still blows my mind that um, one of the hosts of the Blink 155, now 155 podcast, like started the whole Black Flag mashup thing. Like he did wow. the Justin Bieber Black Flag shirt. Really? really? Yeah, and then he was just all like, "Wow, like this really took off." I guess. Um, wow. And I was like, "Yo, can you make some more?" He was like, "No."
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can just do it yourself. Yeah. Like, true. Yeah. Good um, love. Like that was such a late two thousands. Yeah. Twenty early like twenty ten. Yeah. Thing was because I remember like the Beach Boys.
1: Yeah. The yeah. Beatles. Like, well I've got Carly, Rae, Carly Ray. Yeah, Jetson. you got the Carly Ray um, Jepsen one. You
0: got the black cat one.
1: I did cat flag. Cat
0: flag. You do. You were wearing it the other day.
1: I do love a good meme shirt, let's be real. Um So no, good for them, whoever came up with the six flags one. I thought I was being very clever, but
0: apparently not. Um you, probably any band that has or anything that has the word flag in it, someone spoofed it now into Yeah, true. Black flag. Uh
1: so yeah, I can picture downtown fiction's cover being played in like a very wholesome like Disney teen movie.
2: Yes. Um
1: and for that reason I like it because I was the right age for like a lot of Disney teen movies like your Freaky Fridays and a Cinderella Story and all those ones.
0: You know what scene it is? It's the scene where the the boy has screwed up somehow and like he's like implored to her like take me back. She said no And, like, Mm. over a period of montage, she witnesses him changing and she realises that she misses him. And then it's the dance. Yeah. And she walks in. No. Yeah. She walks in and the the crowd turns and looks at her and they part and there's him standing in the middle.
1: With a corsage.
0: And he's just like, (laughs) you want to get wrecked.
1: That's not very nice. Um. But no, that's my thesis (laughs) on it. And this is playing. Yes. But that is my thesis on it. Um,
0: I think you're right. Like, it's not, like, it doesn't do anything to offend me. Like, I'm not not going, oh, wow, this sucks. Like, I hate this. This, like, there's nothing in it that's, yeah, outwardly objectionable, but it also doesn't, doesn't challenge me in a good way. Like, it's not, Mm. it's Mm. not like, like, I'm not like, Loving it at the same time. Like I will very much, not necessarily happily, but I'll very much. The second that I listen to next week's cover, this will be gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's only so much mental real estate you can save up for every single punk goes cover, and this will be one of the first to get ditched. I guess. Yep. Um, I guess one thing I do appreciate is the way that the frontman delivers what is a rap from Nikki. Yeah, He's not making any sort of pretense to, like, here's me trying to be a rapper. Like, mm. he sort of sing, talk,
0: yeah. delivers
1: the lyrics, and it doesn't sound incongruous from what I imagine they sound like,
0: usually. Yeah. Yeah, because I did not do my homework and listen to any of their other stuff. You, uh, sorry. Sorry to any uh, big downtown fiction fans.
1: Yep. Um...
0: They, they are that. inactive
3: anyway. The band. Ah,
1: well, there you go.
3: Forever really? trapped in 2014 in the latest press photo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, what?
3: Oh, just like they look very scene to me. Ah, yeah. or like late era
0: scene. So. Yes.
1: Yeah, I do. Actually, no. I think I'm talking about one of the other bands. Don't worry. So
0: fringes, but they're allowed to wear color.
1: Yes, that was
0: that band. was the later later stage of scene. Was we'll still have the the. The disgusting fringes.
1: We'll, yeah, we'll introduce more colours than just pink and teal and purple.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I think for me, I found this cover a little bit unintentionally funny, maybe at the start, at least. I
1: can totally see that.
3: I think just because the singer enunciates some of the words like in the opposite way or something, <laughs> yeah. like just going, uh, he got that super bass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... For me, um, by the time it reaches the last chorus, it actually, like, really does congeal, and that feels like a moment, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, I think it has to probably get that far into um, the way the drums change in order for me to realise, oh, this is why they picked the song, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, like, in my head, I was picturing, like, a final chorus where, like, the drum is, like, riding the hi-hat sort of thing Mm. which would sound really sick but well to me it would I'm sure it probably wouldn't (laughs) someone out there who's like a seasoned drummer is like what the fuck are you talking about
3: (laughs) no I would I get it
1: um but yeah aside from that like it's it's a very wholesome cover I like it because it's very wholesome
0: Yeah. yeah yeah like like I said like it doesn't do anything to offend me and that's that's in the sense of like it's perfectly fine but there's also yeah like it's very earnest. Yeah. And, and we have come out in defense of being earnest. So I,
1: Yeah, I'm going to be earnest until I'm dead in the ground. Um, <laughs> and I don't care what the discourse is saying about that being cringe.
3: Because
1: <laughs> we're all going to die one day, so who gives a shit?
3: Exactly. <laughs> for um, me, um, th- this song actually, I-, I just realized I've gone on a complete tangent. Somehow,
1: no, I love it. Go for it.
3: No segue. But um, <laughs> to me, this song sounds more like... A YouTube cover than a pop punkos yeah, pop cover, yeah. That's which, a
1: really good observation.
3: Yeah, the next one, which I am switching the order of, um, <laughs> the next one to me sounds like a punkos pod version, like a pop version grown in a lab, you know. This is why we shouldn't allow him access to the run sheet.
1: No, I love it. <laughs> it's chaos, it's perfect,
3: it's thematically appropriate.
2: What is for the girls with a boomer system? Top-down AC with the cooler system. When she come up to the club, she be blazing up. Got sacks on deck, but she's saving up. She bands, she she might got a deal, she pop bottles and she got the right kind of bell. She calls she dope, she might sell coke. She's always in the air, but she never black call. Your motherfucking trip, trip, sailor on the ship, ship. Wish she make a trip, trip, kiss her on the lip, lip. That's the kind of girl I was looking for. And yes, you get smacked if you're looking, bro. I said, excuse me, I'm a hell of a guy. I mean, my, 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 my like fly. I mean, you're so shy and I'm loving your thighs. You're like sicker than a girl with a thing in her eye. Yes, I did, yes I did. Somebody please tell them who the F I is. This is AVP, we max the girls up, back the coops up and chuck Keep running away. Be yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cover that. So now pivoting to other covers that we're talking about is, I assume, artist versus poet. Is this correct? Yes. Okay. So, Richard, you can start with your thoughts on this one and tie it all neatly in a bow, as you do so well.
3: Um, It is very strange. Well, or is it? No, maybe it's not. It's like exactly what you'd expect from a punk goes pop cover of Nicki Minaj's Super Bass, except it's not from that. Yes. It's just from some band who I'm not familiar with but look even more seen than um than the Downtown Fiction.
1: They very much, going by the thumbnail on YouTube, have a yeah. very, like, standard issue haircut that they all have.
0: Except for the, the- If you look at the picture, the guy-
1: Oh, second from the right. Second from the yeah. right,
0: and I'm like, he looks like- he looks like one of the members, like 45 year old brother.
1: He obviously like has a job somewhere
0: where <laughs> yeah. he can't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's probably like a temp or a, an intern somewhere where it's like, <laughs> all right, this is, this is just a, a hobby. I need to actually make money.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, this is what I was expecting the downtown fiction to sound like. Yeah. yeah. Especially having not listened to the downtown fiction. I was like, okay, so I have a, I have an idea of what super is going to sound like and. And it didn't. And I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised with that. And then yep. listening to this, it was like, okay, now this is what I was expecting. And I'm still pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I, okay. I again, it doesn't do anything to offend me. Um, It's just a pretty standard pop punk cover yeah. of the song. Like, it starts off, you know, bubbly and then leads into more, you know, rocky elements.
1: I think one thing I appreciate about it, as well is, it has that sort of scene kid swagger that you expect mm-hmm. from Punk Goes. Like the fact that he's like, "Excuse me, I'm a hell of a guy." Like, yeah, it's very endearing. Like, I can't help but be like, "Okay, like you've got me on this one." Like, okay,
3: Pete Wentz. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, um, like, yeah. To me, I totally get what you mean, Richard. Like, this has the bones of like a Punk Goes cover and that's a huge testament to these guys so I hope that they hear this Um
0: it could have gone really wrong like they could have <laughs> Yeah, lots could, of things can yes but like it definitely could have had I don't know they could have growled or screamed yeah. or like it definitely could have been that thing of like well we're doing a Nicki Minaj cover but we still need to act macho and they, there's there's nothing macho about it but like hmm. I don't know like in, in a way that's even more macho. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to prove that you're a man.
1: Yeah. I,
3: um, the one thing I will add is that the mix on it just sounds completely bonkers. Like, oh, in the chorus, um, it's like you hit a power chord on the guitar, right? But for some reason, it's like auto-panning that one chord from left to right. Like, whoa! Because
1: <laughs> it feels like it's sort of... Like, the vocals and the music are sort of drowning each other out sort of
3: yeah it'll be either not compressed at all or very over compressed so it sounds <laughs> oh like no. it sounds like when you side chain the entire track to the vocals like so yeah. as in uh whenever the vocals come in it'll push down the other everything else yeah. and it'll yeah. pull it back up when they leave I don't know. <laughs> it
1: sounds like what my brain feels like these days. So,
3: like, yeah. so yeah. I think
1: in that sense, I'm just like, this makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, if you fiddled around with the mix on this and made it a bit cleaner, like absolutely chuck this on a comp somewhere.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Like Maybe a hopeless records comp. Hey. <laughs> Fearful records, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I don't know if there's beef between Fearless and Hopeless records, but...
1: I would like to chat to someone from Hopeless at some point. Yeah. like, to do a deep dive into mm. their um, covers, comps. Patreon,
0: Patreon, Patreon.
1: Yeah, true. That
0: might be a Patreon thing.
1: TM, TM, TM. <laughs> um, yeah. Shall so we... So, what's next? I guess let's sandwich the big one between two less, slightly lesser ones, at least. Um... So, the next cover we want to talk about is from no one else but our girl Taylor Swift from her 2011 Speak Now tour. Is that correct? 2011? Yeah. a lot later than it actually was but anyway um so yeah this would have been one of Minaj's early uh appearances i guess would um, she
0: potentially opened for taylor swift
1: i suspect it was a case of because taylor's very good at having um guest music yeah
0: from that city yeah okay yeah. so if she was in new york then then she would have yeah, probably. Nicki Minaj is from New York. Well, she's from Trinidad and Tobago, but then moved to New York. This is true.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, the fact of the matter is that Taylor and Nikki did a duet of this on stage. Um, and it's very cute.
0: It is very cute. I yeah. would, uh I was I was saying to you though, and I, don't, I I hope I didn't offend you. I was saying. I could have gone my entire life without ever hearing Taylor Swift rap. I would have been f- pretty fine with that. I but like, it's very short, and then it's over.
1: <laughs> That's. I think like she has the self awareness to give up the mic. Like, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah,
0: she does. Like it's.
1: She's a consummate professional in that sense. Like this is about Nikki.
0: She raps the first few opening bars, and then it's Nikki, and then she comes in in the chorus. Like she's she's very gracious in that respect.
1: She knows her and, place as a white girl in music. Yes. And also very
0: gracious in the sense that like she was bringing up a relatively, you know, up and coming star on stage yeah. in front of, you know, her huge audience. Cause Taylor Swift yeah. in 2011 was huge. Yes. So I pulled up the set list. It
3: was at Staples center in Los Angeles. Hey. Uh, um, well, so me. yeah, she, she also performed our song, with Aww. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, boo. boo. <laughs> so, I'm going to listen to that later.
1: I am going to let you do that by yourself. Yeah. Bro. I've always, like, I know that this is the whole narrative that's coming out, but, like, every time Taylor was on Ellen, I just found it really mean.
3: Yeah, and there was at least Ellen, one that was, like, really creepy. Pardon? There was at least one instance that was genuinely creepy.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, like you're saying, Sam. Like that's just sort of what she does. But like she'd sort of just put Taylor in very like uncomfortable situations because, like, sort of playing off the fact that Taylor's an Aw oh Shucks kind of mm, yeah. wholesome girl. Was a bit yeah, clumsy and oh well, yeah, it was that's correct. I
0: can still remember because this was when they used to put Alan on like late night. Here, yeah, and I can still remember the. The, the one time I watched a small thing of Alan because I was like passing by.
2: Yeah.
0: And it was when she had Mariah Carey yep. on and she's like, mm. hey, are you pregnant? Well, I'm not saying drink some champagne to tell us if you're pregnant or not, yeah. Mariah. And it's like, fucking hell, she then had a miscarriage a couple of weeks later. Yep. Oof. like
1: She is a piece of work.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Alan, not Mariah Carey. Yes. Yes.
1: And absolutely not Taylor.
0: The, uh, the- Billy on the street segment with Mariah Carey is pretty delightful though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is very good.
3: Would we Sorry. like to yeah, delve into the history of Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj a little I bit? I think
1: you've got to take this. You're the best person for the job. <laughs> All
3: right. So yeah, even I had to, I had to retrace their steps a little, but, um, basically it starts with Taylor, um, at a radio appearance in February, 2011, yep. where, um, she requested Uh, them to play Super Bass and then wrapped a little bit of it (laughs) to show that she was a super fan. Yep. Um, But this was, yeah, this was, I mean, this was when the song was already a fan favorite, but it had, I think, zero traction at the time. It wasn't the single. So, yeah, pretty much her doing that led directly to the song charting on iTunes and getting a subsequent release as a single. Yep. So... Yes, lest we forget, but yeah, Taylor put Nikki on in that yep. sense. They
2: and Taylor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they had a very brief beef in twenty fifteen where My um, favourite kind of beef. Yes. Uh, a rare beef when Taylor <laughs> interpreted a Nikki tweet about the VMA nominations as a personal slight. So Nikki was trying to, I believe, critique um just the kind of thin white girl privilege that comes with awards shows and things like that. Yeah. And Taylor interpreted it as, like, a personal thing. She said something like, oh, you know, I've never gone after you. Can't believe you're, like, attacking me now or something.
1: Because it was essentially over, like, Anaconda didn't get a nomination for the VMAs, but was it Bad Blood that did?
3: Yeah, something like that.
1: And so it's interesting because, like, I remember at the time everyone just absolutely piled on Taylor and they were like, this isn't about you. Yeah. And like, I'm confident that it wasn't, but yeah. I know a lot of Taylor stands in 2020, 2021 are saying there's every chance that it was about her because, uh, like, the video had been nominated and Nikki's hadn't, kind of thing.
0: And Taylor Swift is a very skinny white woman.
1: Yeah, or like, at the very least, they're sort of theorizing that because that's when Taylor was really copying just a lot of rubbish yeah Um, she was being overly defensive at the very least kind of thing which that to me is the more logical conclusion of yeah personally when she didn't need
0: to kind of thing
3: yeah i would say taylor swift's case
0: like if it feels like someone is like dissing you even if they don't mention you by name they probably are in taylor swift's case like she just at that time yeah Yeah. like so much is just piled on her or at least it was like so much was piled on her like i don't know leave her alone yeah i think that a lot of people
3: thought the whole taylor swift thing was a referendum on like white female privilege a lot more than it actually was yeah you know? yeah just because uh there are there a lot of articles that i think um yeah started with that no they started with the premise of I do not like Taylor Swift for X reason. And here is how I'm going to prove it with identity politics, which I don't think is a very good way to approach anything. No, that's
1: not in good faith at all.
3: Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, so that happened and then they semi squashed their beef, but, um, it led to Katy Perry posting the most incomprehensible tweet of all time, which is, all right, I'm going to read it out. Please. Let's do it. Uh, Wait, let's see the date on this. It is July 23, 2015. Um, Katy Perry. Finding it ironic to parade the pit women against other women argument about as one unmeasurably capitalizes on the takedown of a woman.
1: What? <laughs> I, like... I know what she's saying. I can pass it in terms of what she's saying grammatically, but... What? <laughs>
3: Someone actually annotated that um, with like quotation marks and brackets and stuff. Yes.
2: yes.
1: So
3: if we were to copy edit it live, which at least two of us will appreciate. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sam. Uh, it'd be like, I find it ironic that one parades the argument that women are pitting women against each other about, comma, As that same person capitalises on the takedown of another woman.
1: Yeah. At the very least, all you could do is just chuck (laughs) single quotes around between, or like around pit women against other women. Yeah. Because basically she's saying like, I'm finding it ironic that Taylor is parading the let's pit women against other women argument around as she capitalises on the takedown of Nikki. Like...
3: As opposed to the pit women who, you know, change the form of the one-tyres. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, like, new segment, I write just an incomprehensible sentence with no grammar in it, and you try and figure it out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just every day on Twitter.
1: That'll just be me sitting here being belligerent, like, but that's what I do for my day job. Um, Hey. But... No, I do love pulling this kind of stuff to bits. Oh, Katie. (laughs) I feel like Katie and Nikki are sort of interesting parallels in terms of their career arcs, but Mm. I don't have enough mental space or time to try and draw that argument out any
3: further. I think Katie is chilled out probably for the better, if not necessarily musically, and Nikki has no chill.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um... But yeah, in the end, um, Taylor guested in Nicki Minaj's set at the VMAs that year and they sang The Night is Still Young together, one of Nicki's songs, which oh, was um, not like necessary in a musical sense, but you know, the VMAs want their PR or their beefs squashed. So yeah, yeah. I think that was the same year that Nicki had that like Miley what's good moment where oh. she kind of dissed Miley as she threw to her. Yes, but yeah v m a beef's very uh impenetrable
1: it just <laughs> like yeah, everyone just sort of needs to take a seat by the sound, yeah, line. um, just fucking get up there, do what you're getting paid handsomely to do, and fuck off, but this has been my view of the music this is why I just stick large.
0: to this is why I just stick to my genre of music. Yeah? <laughs> don't really stray <laughs> outside of it <laughs> well don't get us started on metal beefs well yeah there's 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 already a lot of deeply unlikable people in metal But,
2: mm.
1: but speaking of I can't tell if your notes here Richard are coming from a place of deep unlikableness or anyway Who knows? Um, so the final cover for this week and is by
2: Carmen. it's coming way can't you hear that baby, super Can't you hear that super this one is for the boys in the polos entrepreneur jiggers and the mall girls. He gets solo But I think I like him better when he's solo And I think I like him better with the fitted cap on He ain't even gotta try to put the Mac on He just gotta give me that look When he give me that look Then the party's going off, off, off Excuse me, you're a heck of a guy I mean, really by my, my with American guys I mean, sorry, sticking in eyes I can tell that you're in touch with your feminine side Ugh. Yes, I did, yes, I did Somebody please tell him who the F I is I am Amy Renee, I'm Mac the do up Chuck to do stuff Boy, you got my heartbeat running away um,
1: and this one to me, it roughly makes sense given, and again, I haven't heard much of Carmen, but the, um... Broken hearted that song that they did like a bazillion years ago. Like to me, this yeah. feels on brand from what I've heard of them.
3: Yeah.
1: Is that a correct assessment?
3: Definitely. So yeah, they were a husband and wife duo, both from musical theater, I believe, or performing arts or something.
1: That checks who,
3: out. Yeah. They went viral for <laughs> covering look at me now by Chris Brown and Busta Rhymes. And because ah. um, the singer, Amy, uh, could rap the very fast Buster Rhymes part of that competently, um. Right. So that went viral off of that. So very 2011, 2012, like you know the the moment where like YouTube covers were happening, um, often by white folks covering mm-hmm. R and B and hip hop songs. Mm-hmm. That was and,
0: looking at covers for this song was so many white people. Yeah. So oh. this being the most prominent
3: example yeah. Um, there's yeah so it, the video starts on just them playing uh, her and guitar and him on like piano or something and then zooms out and like Questlove is playing
0: sticks on a drum machine and yep.
1: looking like he'd prefer to be literally anywhere else <laughs> in the planet uh, I
0: couldn't decide if it was that or if he was just relaxed he had his back against the wall and he's just and he sort he- of does just look like that
1: yeah <laughs> that's true
0: he he looks like he look. The guy can stomach being in a room with Jimmy Fallon that, weekly. Yeah, that's
2: a fair which point. which
0: just it just pisses me off that Jimmy Fallon's band is the Roots. Like, mm. go fuck yourself.
2: Yeah,
1: go was, fuck you, know, you.
0: could just have a you could just have a house band, but you like, oh no, I gotta the Roots. Well, I
1: guess if the Roots are making that Jimmy Fallon money, then go that's get it. yeah, but, um, that's
0: true. Make your money, but it like, it's
3: definitely. It, Definitely fun when it first started in like twenty eleven yeah. or something, or I think twenty ten even. But at some point, it just becomes like you know their day job. But yeah. it's like you got Black Thought there, who's one of the most talented MCs ever. Yeah, and like probably the greatest live hip hop band there. So
2: yeah,
0: they got their job, but eh? I am sorry, Jimmy Fallon's never been fun.
2: <laughs>
1: I remember, like to me, it sort of it all tied in with like that. Well, it's all about the time of when this happened, right? It's yeah. like, there was just a lot of goodwill towards the likes of your Jimmy Fallon's and your Justin Timberlake's and your, um, what's that guy? The guy who plays Jim Halpert.
0: John Krasinski. John
1: Krasinski's like, you're sort of, and like you're Channing Tatum's and like, oh, this is funny. Let's spit some R&B verses mm-hmm. and do a goofy jig. And yeah. that's comedy. Mm-hmm. Like.
0: yeah. And, ha ha, uh, white man, do, do R&B, ha ha.
1: I guess it, like, to me, yeah, this was back in a time where that was new, for one thing, and also we weren't sick of it yet and, like, the optics hadn't changed yet. But now, yeah. like, Jimmy Fallon can eat my butt, basically. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's where I'm at.
3: His, um, his cameo in Jurassic World was a deeply unpleasant part of a deeply unpleasant film. <laughs> i say that. Fuck yeah. that movie. Um, no, but yeah, yeah, Carmen. So I feel like they really wanted to capitalize on not just the really, you know, major key upbeat pop music of that era, but also the hot kind of Nicki Minaj thing. Yeah. Cause she was yeah. like, you know, I'm theatrical. I can sing. I can rap fast. Why can't I make that into a pop career? And they tried. Like, they got signed to a major label. They played SNL, which was like a very notorious performance. Not because it was like technically bad or something, but they just seemed out of place. You know, they seemed like a YouTube band, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Um. They definitely feel like a YouTube band. Yeah. 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 And because
1: like, um, sorry, did they get started as a YouTube band? Were you saying, or was th- it more? F-
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, um, it makes me think of that walk off the earth group. Like, yeah, sure. Like it's fun to watch five people play the one acoustic guitar, but like, how do they, ha- like, how do they pull up live? Like, yeah. How is that? How? And I know that's probably not what they do live, but like I can look at them and go, I can picture what your music is like. And that's just regular white people music. Yeah.
1: It's also just like theater nerds already have the theater to nerd out in. Like,
0: yeah. I don't need you in my ears as well. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have any
3: cultural cachet or like, yeah. you know, if you want to be a rapper, you better rap about something.
1: Exactly. You
3: know? Um, But yeah, I think they had like two major label albums and then got dropped. And then something very, very, very weird happened mm-hmm. where, yeah, they split up as a performing duo. And then the singer, Amy rebranded as Queen Herbie, Queen oh with a V. Do, and now she just does like, it's like very detached seeming poppy alt R&B with a bit of rapping, oh but the whole thing kind of reeks of like, uh, her going like Kim Kardashian or Ariana Grande, but oh with like no gradualness. It's just like one day she appeared in a video and looked like a black woman. Oof. So. Like what? Very, 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 very strange Yikes. and not talked about online.
1: So, is she still with her husband outside of Carmen?
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: I feel like that makes it even weirder to me.
0: Yep. Yeah, because it's like the White Stripes breaking up makes sense because they divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, like, yeah, to me it just sort of feels like that is someone who is trying to find themselves again after a breakup, but it was a musical breakup, not a breakup breakup.
2: Yeah, Which,
1: obviously, like, the two... I guess they could be equally painful. I don't know. Cause I've never been in a band that split up cause I've never been in a band, but like
0: Richard, weird. do you have any painful band stories?
3: Uh, well, I was going to say the white stripes, um, they, they divorced, I think long before they broke up as a band. Yeah. I mean, do
0: you personally have any painful band stories?
3: Um, not really. I mean, I have band stories, but they will feel like a, quite a tangent. Um, yeah
1: with
3: with Carmen and Queen Herbie the whole thing's very strange because her later music just reeks of like someone who wants approval and wants to be cool but is still theatrical but in a way where she's like suppressing it because she's trying to sound like uh, Solange or whoever yeah so you can take the
1: kid out of theater but you can't take the theater out of the kid
3: yep
1: (laughs) and that's fine like that's where you just become like a Bo Burnham type or like yeah or you go and do like Book of Mormon or something it's fine you don't have to pretend to be a rapper
3: music is weird guys
1: exactly it be weird sometimes (laughs) America (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> so next week.
2: Uh,
0: uh,
1: uh, what? Oh, yeah. Shit. Hell yeah or yeah, nah.
0: I'm, well, I always reserve my hell yeah and yeah, nah to just the two songs. Mm-hmm. So I, um, yeah, I give both of them a hell yeah. Yeah. I reckon give 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 the uh, Downtown Fiction one at least a listen. See what you think. Mm. What Pre- about you? O- overall hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the discussion that these songs generated, so I'm giving them a hell yeah based cool. on that. Yay. Yeah.
0: There you go. So now that we've... So di- so did you uh, did you make it down the end of the run sheet, Richard, or are, or are you going to be surprised to hear that next week's song is Burned by Ali Goulding.
1: No relation.
0: As covered mm. by Crown the Empire for Punk Goes Pop 6. I scrolled. <laughs> we, just real quickly, we were getting... Um, We were getting our Pfizer shots last night and we had to go into our separate, uh, tables to get served, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I could hear, cause you were behind me and I could hear Emma going like 10 feet behind me, like, yeah, no relation. And I knew that the person must've been like,
1: Oh, Allie Goulding. Yeah. She was like, Ah. isn't there a singer with the same surname? I was like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. and just to make it extra depressing the last time we were in that building was watching angels and airwaves at soundwave festival yep. indeed and F-
0: tom DeLonge, tom DeLonge should never not have a guitar in his hands because he, oh, just, was bizarre. he just dances real weird wow i
1: mean like all power to him for doing that but yeah i think that was when he had just started to really up the ante on like aliens
0: yeah it was like i think at that point it was like oh yeah he he kind of believes in it, like, no, he believes in aliens, but but he's still fine. And then it was like, Mm-mm. yeah, then it started to come out. And it's like, oh, he's 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 the 2017 UFO Hunter of the Year,
1: yeah. Like, he was what? in Hillary Clinton's email inbox. Um, he
0: has he I has mean... basically an X Men Academy for <laughs> hunting
3: aliens. He's kind of onto something though. Oh, absolutely, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he got those videos. Leaked and acknowledged by the Pentagon. So there is discussion happening. I want to believe.
1: <laughs> I like, I'm fully on board, but it's just so like, it's just yet another thing to throw on the pile of like why we're living in a simulation. Like, yep. and I gotta say, like, getting vaccinated against a global pandemic strain and going to see angels and airwaves were both about as disorientating as
3: <laughs> each other. So, congrats. On thank that. you.
1: Um, yeah, that's us for the week. Richard, is there anything you want to plug?
0: Um, no. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you can't posthumously plug. Once it's out there, it's out there.
1: No, we can plug. I, I will plug. Tweet you on Twitter.
0: This episode.
1: I like that. Go back and listen to it again. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. It's uh, you'll you'll pick up on some uh, some hidden stuff if you listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to it again, Emma introduces the episode, not I know. me. I Special Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah if right, you let's... rewind it from zero, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I miss when we could do that.